You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Stomp out podcast faces and ears and just crank into another exciting episode of Okada Shorts. It is G1 season and I am joined by my partner in crime. He's maybe as excited as me, but maybe not, but he's wearing a backwards hat and I'm an hour and a half late, so I appreciate him nonetheless. Is the one and only Curtis Bitch. What up? What up, son? It's me. It's me. It's the fucking backwards hat wearing guy it's like i'm, I'm podcasting I'm 40 with, and i'm cool with fucking fred durst <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no. we gotta do it right we gotta do it right here, here we go uh what what do i say what's I my way <laughs> your fucking part something about kings of pod style <laughs> that's right pricks. that's right that's who we are with the akata shorts podcast we are the kings of pod style we are the International Wrestling Grand Prix. That's the thing I say. Yeah, that's the I'm best your thing. good friend, Curtis Spears. That's your bad friend, Rafe Houston, over there. What's up, Rafe? up? Man, I, I got to tell you, when you hear that song, you're just like, yeah, that's that's our song, man. I'm, I'm ready that's, to fight when us. I hear that song. Yeah, I'll, I'll fucking run through a wall. I don't yeah. give a shit. I don't man. know how to, like, screen cap video because I have a face for the audio medium. But uh, if we were to uh, capture that and put it on YouTube, you and I just fucking moshing out to that every time and screaming into our microphones and stuff, I feel like people would be hyped too. So, you know. I don't know what you're talking about face for audio medium. That that head of hair deserves a fucking Emmy Award of its own. I've been growing it in. You like that? That's gorgeous, man. Yeah. It's it's a mane. It's a mane. (laughs) I want to get the top to as long as the beard. (laughs) It, I, and you know what? It, it is. Uh, it's obviously a New Japan wrestling podcast, so I know it's fine to talk about fashion. Um, I oh, yeah. like. I did grow it like quite long, where I was like tying it up and stuff. And then you know, you hit a winter, and it's a bit too wet and it's a bit too annoying. You're like, fuck it, and you cut it all off, and then you're like, I made a terrible mistake. I wish I'd kind of grown it no. out. Yeah, Back back when I was a young younger man and I had hair, my whole thing was I'd grow it out all winter long. And then that summertime, summertime would come, and I just fucking all done. Yeah. And then one one year I went all done, and it didn't grow back. <laughs> and you're like, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> well, see, I had dreadlocks for ten years, like down my back, like huge, very heavy, long hair. Once I was done with that, I kind of was like, I'm done with long hair ever again. You know what I mean? And I I think what really happened, and if I look deep in dark into my soul it was as it got longer i could start to see the the white streaks you know coming in Ooh. like a like a young magneto 
And I was like, oh, fuck, I am getting old. Maybe if I cut it short, people won't notice. And then the white became so real in my beard. Now it doesn't really fucking matter. Now it's Mm -mm. just, I'm ready to transition into full Clooney. Like, I just want to be white. Yeah, exactly. Scholarly and wise. So that's what I'm going to go. You look like a sea captain. A sea captain. One of these, the eyes. I'm the captain now. Yeah, like, like, yeah, you got to like, you have a clipper ship, you know, called the Orca. Oh. And you uh, you you take it out. Uh, you, you if sometimes you do fishing trips, but most of the time you go out hunting for whales. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, whales yeah. and mermaids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know what I like to do when we start a podcast? Talk about me and how good I look. So this was a great start. <laughs> uh, but here we are. It's G1 season. It begins. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It is the most wonderful time of the year. All those other seasons can get fucked because G1 right. season is the best. And what that also means is the beginning of g wondering. And so for those of you that aren't familiar, we've been warning you all, but it's an idea that a lonely boy came up with a couple of years ago on his own when he just used to talk into a mic by himself to just talk about to talk about G1 every single night by himself like a madman. And we're bringing it back, but this time I've got a friend. But we won't be talking about it together. We'll be talking about it alone in the tradition of G-Wandering, but we're going to be swapping out nights. We're going to have our own blocks. All of that's going to be decided. But you guys are going to get 10 to 15-minute bite-sized episodes of our individual takes of every night of the G1. Will they be on time? Probably not but they will come out regularly. When I was doing it the first time, like the week would build up and then I would just knock out four in a night and by the end I'd be losing my fucking mind. So that's what we're going to do, but there will be that content. So listen to it or don't because it's free. So yeah. many shorts. Yeah. For short shorts. It's it's what kind of short shorts. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's something here. There's something we can workshop here. There's something in that. It's G the G wandering G wandering no uh, the Okada shorts shorts presents G wandering or I like it. Okada shorts presents the G wandering short shorts. <laughs> either way, there's a lot of shorts happening, and if you've listened to our episode before, things are either shorts meaning good or pants meaning bad. And what we're going to do today, we're going to break down the blocks. We're going to work out what the fuck we're doing and who's reviewing what block. And we're also going to give you our best case and worst case scenarios for the G1. Now, Curtis, it's not going to surprise you to know that I've done no homework and don't even have the standings up. So if you want to go ahead and tell the people what we're doing, that'd be great. So the first thing we're going to do, they there was a match announced, or a couple of matches announced for the music city music city riot i think yes. is what the next uh, show is gonna be called mm-hmm, yeah. i want to talk about that a bit because we get the return of deathmatch despy mm-hmm. and he's taking on john moxley and that tickles my fancy Boner alert. The, yes the <laughs> next thing i want to talk about after that is a very special moment for me mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. uh during the um uh, during the kushida return show mm-hmm. um and then we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna talk about all sorts of G one, uh, G one nonsense, and get you primed for G wondering. Because right now, as it is, we've got what about thirty two hours until G one starts, mm-hmm. 
as of time of recording. It is and coming buddy. in hot. And we've still got to both complete our pickums. So um, mm-hmm. we, my my friend group and I, we run a G1 pick'em contest to for the person who wins to be the G1 during champion, yeah? Currently held by my friend Travis. Anybody that is, you know, old school Facing and Feels listeners will know the story of this led to my downfall and it was absolute bullshit, but he's actually been the reigning champion for like a couple of years now because I skipped G wandering last year because I don't know, new Japan was depressing and I had no time in my life. So, so I, I skipped over it, but so he's been the reigning champion uh, and we're all involved. So my beautiful wife, Amy, uh, our friend Momo have made, well, Momo has sculpted the most amazing Excel spreadsheet you've ever seen in your life. There's a lot of colors. Curtis thought it was a virus when I sent it to him. It was like, <laughs> like staring into the matrix. Uh, so we need to complete those as well. And they create the stakes for the G wandering because uh, those picks be will be very relevant to our takes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so good. Uh, before it's, before we start, let's look at the Music City Mayhem card nice. real quick. Just bring your attention to a couple of different matches the first one is our boy clark connor's big horn energy couple of these right here bam bam. hit him with some of these right here versus davy richards from the american wolves Mm. that's gonna be bad i'm into that one real real good i saw that that's that's crazy also a couple of a couple of high fly crazy boys we got uh hiromu versus blake christian should be pretty good. That's quality fun. match. Yeah, that's really fun. How's this one? How's this one strike your fancy? Okay. Mm-hmm. TJP and Aussie Open, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher uh-huh. versus the sauce, Alex Zane. What up, Alex Zane? Kitakimasu and FTR. Yeah, that is that's hot. It, it, yeah. Tell me this. Do I have to buy a fucking fight pay-per-view or is this just on New Japan World? This is a fight pay-per-view. God damn it. We might have to shell out for this one. This is I'm sounding looking fire. at this card. I'm going to shell out for this one. We, we can, we can split this one for show. Um, next up Kushida against Alex Shelley, dude. Dude. I saw his little love note that he wrote. It was cute. <sighs> yeah. Time splitters explode, buddy. Mm. This is, that one's going to be rad. And then to end the night, John Moxley, Death Rider John Moxley versus Deathmatch Despy El Bro. Desperado. Oh man. This is fire. Yeah. They finally got me. They finally produced a New Japan pay-per-view that's too hot for me to just wait for. Like yep. after fight. We're gonna have to do it. And god damn it, I hate them for it. I hate them. For yep. It. But it's gonna be awesome. Bastards. Oh, I might there be was... able to convince their axis of evil. That uh, that is my sort of AEW friend group to to get into this too. That'd be cool. Mm. I mean, Jerry Olkowski, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of fun stuff in that. Yeah, and there'd be fun people. Stuff. There'd be people that are interested. In. Anyway, that's that's not a that's not appropriate podcast conversation. Either way, this sounds fucking killer. I'm really excited about the show. When is this? Uh, oh, shoot. That's a good question. I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> let me see. Well, that's the person uh, that uh, has organized nothing. I'm pretty disappointed in you for not having that information ready to go. Well, that's, that's fair. I understand. Uh, July 30th. It's on my wife's birthday. I'm going to convince oh. my wife that it's her birthday present to watch Deathmatch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday. I got you this on fight by review. <laughs> Darling love of my life, yeah. uh, you you have received the the joy of watching me watch Deathmatch Despy and John Moxley. Yeah. Tell you what, if if uh, Despy comes out in like the suit and the half Doki mask for this, that is all the birthday oh, present on. you need. Oh, it's fucking done. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fucking done there. It's a wrap. I'm I'm pumped. That sounds killer. As if G1 wasn't enough to get me hyped to the. To the gills, I guess. That's that's a banger. That's really great. That's a very big cup you've got there. That is my Yojo G.I. Joe Walmart cup that, that I got for like two bucks at Walmart. That's awesome. But it's, yeah, it's America-sized. Yeah. That's containing a lot of liquid. Yeah. Normally I drink, uh, normally I drink tea during this to protect my voice, but mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to be up all fucking night when I, when we finish this. Oh, is it a little Pikachu? I'm drinking from a Pikachu mug that we got from the Pokemon Cafe the morning before Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, we went there after Bad Luck Farley had a party, like at this local bar. We went to and got way too drunk. It's where I met Hanare, actually. Uh, and way too drunk with him. Uh, we had like an awesome time. Luckily, we were smart enough to not take our credit cards. We only took cash, so we had no choice but to go home at like 5.30am, booking for the Pokemon Cafe, like 7.30am. So we had like an hour's sleep or something, and we went there, and we were so sick, and there's just all these delicious, you know, Pokemon-themed meals that, goddamn, I could barely stomach anything, except for this very cute... What does Pokemon taste like? What kind of Pokemon did you eat? Delicious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did you eat a Bulbasaur? I'll fight you. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I would have, but I was too weak to crack open the shelf, so I, I didn't That's do that. Good. But but I had like a, what did I have? I had like, I had to get like a Snorlax curry or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Uh, but I remember the curry. dessert that I got was like a ghastly fairy floss thing and they like poured liquid and he sort of dissipated and then you got your thing. But anyway, you could buy the mugs and I have this adorable Pikachu mug that is very good. One of the things I can't wait to go to find when we get to uh, when I get to Japan for the first time is I'm going to find a fucking like a super sentai like tokusatsu themed restaurant and just eat there every day. I'm going to have Power Ranger ramen. I will give you the the hot tip. There's tons of themed restaurants for basically everything you could ever want in Japan. None of them really do good food, but the theme is worthwhile. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, except for the Kirby Cafe. Once we were almost dead with tiredness and stuff, and they served the one thing that could save me, and that was raw vegetables in a Kirby-like cup. He's like a little fat Kirby, and his head's open, and it's just got like pieces of capsicum and carrot and stuff, and I was like, this is the only real nutrients I've had in one week. <laughs> like, yeah. I've been subsisting on beer. Yeah, on beer and fried chicken for like a week, and then I had that, and it brought me back. It was great. Anyway. It revived you. It did revive nice. me with the power of Kirby. Beautiful. Yeah, no, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find a Godzilla themed cafe. I'm gonna find, but mostly I'm gonna find that that beautiful Tokusatsu cafe, and I'm gonna have like a common rider curry, and and it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, I'm gonna have gonna so fantastic. much fun. It is gonna be fantastic. 
Uh, they um, do a Gundam so, one that's really really good, but the cafe itself isn't really good. It's like more like see all the models and all like the wicked shit, and then they like sell coffees and a couple of themed drinks. Unfortunately, you can't get I, I'm used to eating mediocre Asian food anyway, so I mean, like mediocre Asian food in in Japan with like super cool stuff on the walls is gonna uh, it's be fine. Yeah, exactly. Like in in America, we pay we pay for the privilege of seeing like you know shit on the walls in a mediocre restaurant all the time it's called like tgi fridays <laughs> <laughs> tgi fridays <laughs> the traditional japanese cuisine of the tokyo dome is awesome that's right that's right everybody goes there and fucking parties before wrestle kingdom mm-hmm. don't they mm-hmm. um anyway do they have the um, do they have the the stuff there like mozzarella sticks and shit like yeah that yeah that all the all, like the most american like menu you've ever seen cool yeah it's just oh, okay. all, all so it's that not... kind of stuff yeah exactly I was thinking it might be like a Japanese version of of TGI Fridays where it's like a super processed, homogenized fucking Japanese food instead of American food. <laughs> yeah, like prawn burgers and stuff. No, nah, it's like straight yeah. up like beef burgers and all the all the, the regular TGI Friday stuff. Super cool. Can't wait. Uh-huh. Very excited. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, before before we get into G1 stuff, mm-hmm. G1, G1-itudes, I want to draw your attention to a moment that happened that filled my life with glee. Tell me about it. Ju- the July third episode of uh, New Japan Road, the July third show. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a pretty good card. I was watching it, you know, having fun. And there was a, there was a great match with uh, Great Okan and Aaron Hanare uh, versus Bushi and Hiromu. That was great. Or Hanare got the win. Got picked it up there. Good for him. The fourth match, though, is what we're going to bring it to. Yuji Nagata, Blue Justice, the DKC, and Clark Connors, Bighorn Energy. Bam! A couple of these right here. There. Taking on LIJ, Sonata, Shingo, Tetsuya Naito. Connors gets in the ring, tags in for the first time in the match. He squares up to Naito and says, No, I want Shingo. And my heart fluttered. Oh, that's awesome. Clark Connors versus Shingo is a match that I didn't know I needed and now I must have. Yeah. I must have this. So match. so what what happens then? So does he like point over Nido's shoulder or he just says it to his face or he walks past him? How's it how's it go? Yeah, he, he got right in he got right in Naito's face and he said, No, give me Shingo and he pointed at Shingo and Naito was just like All right. All right. <laughs> like, <laughs> tranquilo, homie, tranquilo. And like yeah, like kind of tease, like, oh, am I gonna tag him in? I'm like, yeah. yeah, of course I'm gonna fucking tag him in. It's fine. Um, they they locked up. They only locked up for a few seconds. It, they didn't. There was no really like huge momentous. You know, thing. it was it was the very beginning of the match, so they just had a couple of exchanges, and then the match continued on. But like, give give me that for 15 minutes and hook it right into my fucking eyeballs because I want it. Yeah, that's. I want it. Shingo and fucking Clark Connors so bad. Oh, that'd be. That would be an awesome match. Have they booked it yet? Has have they uh, announced it's going to be? Haven't seen it yet. No, it might no. have just been Clark going into business for himself. <laughs> In that case, good. Yeah, good. Do that. Um, then the the final match of the of that night was uh, the Blacksmith Ghetto Taiji Ishimori, the Bone Soldier, and the returning Kenta mm-hmm. versus the Sauce Alex Zane. What up, Alex Zane? Kushida. And Hiroshi Tanahashi. So you got w- with Kushida, the, Kushida's first match back. It's also Kenta's first match back. Mm-hmm. You've got 
his final New Japan opponent, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and his final NXT opponent, Alex Zane, mm-hmm. and they're teaming up with him to take on the Bullet Club. Yeah. Oh, my God. This was a moment. This was a moment, and you could just... Alex Zane, and, you know, I'm not I'm not just going to sit here because he's the, you know, he's the new hot thing. Like, he is beloved. Yeah. He's, People in Japan he's fucking Japan. love him. Yeah. He's Dude. Like, you know how when Desperado comes out and you just see Desperado merch fucking everywhere mm. because everyone loves Best Desperado? That same thing, like, when, when Zayn came out, towels, T-shirts, all of it, fucking everywhere, dude. Like, and people it was just, just, like, when the merch didn't exist, just making it themselves. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> exactly, that's how you Yeah. Like, yeah. He's got, like, the, he's got the new... The towels, the towels that they show support with, mm-hmm. the big like the banner towels. He's got one of those now. Oh, does he? People were fucking holding. Them. Yeah. How awesome. often do they hot shot that though? Because there's guys who have been with New Japan forever that still have never had like a support towel or whatever, and he's, I I don't know if like what kind of contract status or whatever he is with New Japan, but talk about being hot shot and straight to the thing. I saw he had socks and shirts and like they just like rolled it out. The, the contract status is, oh, my God, blank check. Yeah, yeah. Roll up. <laughs> How much you want? Roll up the truck. He's like, I'll just take it in meals, and they're like, too easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it in Crunchwrap Supremes. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Dude, He's- they must have just been like, uh, excuse me, Alex, um, thank you for coming to do the best of the Super Juniors. Here's a contract for eight years times however much money you fucking want. Get him on that you know, Kodo Bushi contract, the – forever contract <laughs> yeah which is maybe having a bit of trouble getting out of now i don't know what's going on yeah. there but but yeah dude he um he was just in australia the other side of australia unfortunately but you mm. see that him jumping off that balcony at wsw yeah, whoa. i was like new and japan they, need to be like maybe don't do that <laughs> yeah we understand you're fucking buck wild yeah but please don't do that. Yeah, we need you to... If you're going to do that, you do that in fucking Kerrigan Hall. Yeah, exactly. Come off the... Ba- aren't the balcony... Jun Kasai got the the balcony diving band, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was Or was it... I thought Koda did that. I don't remember. Uh, Jun Kasai did like... He straight up splash like threw someone on a table from that thing. It's like an epic picture of him doing it, but they were like... Never again. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. yeah. So, and I, I, you, you sent that video to me, mm-hmm. and I just said, this motherfucker does not have an ounce of fear in his entire body. No, mm-hmm. the nonchalance with which he just like twisting flips off a balcony onto men yeah. was just crazy. And I don't even he think just, they really caught him. He, he just sort of landed on the ground and jumped up. Who does that? Yeah. Yeah. No. That like he overshot them a bit. So it was yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. No. He just looks over the balcony and goes, yeah, okay, and. <laughs> Like that's the forward, that's the professionalism. Rotates on the X axis, the Y axis, and the Z axis, yeah, and fucking just, <laughs> just makes it look so easy. And like the, I guess the timing and reflexes of these people, because it is like stuntman status, like to do a fall from a second story and land on your legs and not break every single bone in your body. Like the timing and how you collapse your body and the, like it's just nuts. Like I couldn't come off a stair, like a single step 
and fall and not just shatter my leg in every place. You know what I mean? Like, how's Are he you doing? Me? I, I woke up this morning fucking injured because I slept funny. <laughs> exactly. I jump off of a fucking, I jump off of a balcony. I'm in a million pieces. Oh, I don't jump like off anything. <laughs> I don't jump on the I spot. Gently, I gently crawl over and yeah. fall. Like I hit the I hit the ground. I turned to dust. Yeah, like I, got exactly. Thanos I just fucking go through the ground into the fucking upside down and never return. I eh? like I, I'm not built to do that. And this dude's just like they're, they're superheroes, man. Like it's crazy. Like I don't genuine fucking superstar. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but he's he's got a great career coming and like underway, and it's wanna... very exciting. I want to know what was going through his mind. He's sitting there. He's he's gotten, he's having a victory that he just got to share with the returning Kushida and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Right, Kushida there speaking speaking to the crowd specifically mentions him by name and thanks him. Yeah, and then he gets to get up and like be part of that that celebration. Tanahashi says, "No, son, you take you take the turnbuckle, get up on the turnbuckle, and and thank the crowd." Yeah, like, wow, what what a fucking mind blowing moment! And like, I know he's had some big spots in his like he worked for the WWF, so like or WWE, so like that had to be a pretty mind blowing thing. But like for me personally, if I'm there and I've just shared a moment with Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kushida, and Tanahashi's like, "No, no, no." You go ahead and get up on the uh, up on the ring ropes. You get up on on there and you celebrate. Like man, that would be a fucking moment for me. And I'm yeah. I hope that he really took that time. I hope he sat down and said, "That was a spot for me that I have to recognize. I have to realize that I will never be in this moment again because that is that is a special thing that just happened, and I want to fully drink it in yeah. like a." like a Baja Blast Mountain Dew from Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. That's what. Exactly. It's like Tanahashi's like a living legend. You know what I mean? They call him the yeah. ace of that company for a reason. And that's like having John Cena be like, no, no, you take the, yeah. the turnbuckle. You know what I mean? That's like yeah. Hulk Hogan. That's like, like, you know, all these huge yeah. names. Like, yeah, it's, um, it's crazy, man. And, and I, th- I think he's a smart enough guy that, that he knows, you know, what's beginning there. So um, I hope we're going to see a lot more. And I don't know if he's going to relocate full time or whatever, but I would love to see it. Oh, dude. Yeah. If he moves to Japan and and like he popped up and at the end of that, um, at the end of that speech, the crowd and spoke Japanese. What? And the place fucking nuts. I, I, I was listening to the Japanese comp, so I don't know what he said. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not fluent in Japanese. I know a couple of words like here and there. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, when he popped up and he just said, like, something in Japanese and the crowd was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just huge baby face energy. <laughs> oh, man. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, Move to awesome. Japan, learn Japanese, and fucking feast for the rest of your life, literally and figuratively. Yeah, exactly, and rule the world. <laughs> Fuck, the door's open there, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so good for him. Hey, good on him. what do you say? So before we start talking about the G1... Can um, did you watch any of the G one presser today? Uh, I did. So I was trying to see as much of it as I could. I saw all of the English speaking uh, people's comments, uh, and, but I could not find any of the 
the Japanese comments like with subtitles. With subtitles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, you catch think- e- ELPs. Text message? Yeah, I was going to say, who do you think won and why was it ELP? <laughs> it was ELP. Maybe while you vamp on this a little bit, maybe I'll cue it up, eh? Um, I mean, I, I could do a dramatic reading if you'd like, or we can listen I, to I, it. I can, literally, it. I can literally play it. But uh, what did you, you think of the entire thing? I thought it was like a pretty amazing time, right? I, I think it's so much fun when these guys try to like outdo each other. Like they like try to prove who can dress the snazziest and it all almost always looks amazing or who can come up with the, the funniest, you know, put down for their, uh, for their opponents in the block coming up. And I, it's, I was looking at the, looking at the blocks again, now that I've listened to the press conference and now uh, there's so many more matches that I'm extra amped to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, all it did was hype me up, dude. And like, I never need to get hyped up for the G one. Yeah, I never need to get hyped up for the G one, and I'm extra hyped now. Yeah, there oh was there God. was some like good promo stuff, but uh, let's play ELPs real quick because he couldn't be there and he made the most of it. So, oh, please this. do. It's me, the newest heavyweight, the man with the plan, and the golden tan, ELP. What up, Charlton? <laughs> Look at this tan, such a nice color. Look at these beefy muscles, too. <laughs> I've been working out lots while at home. Watch me do 50 push-ups. Boom. Do 50 push-ups. <laughs> now, 500 squats. Do 500. Do 500 squats. <laughs> I didn't even break a sweat. Didn't even break a sweat? Look at Will Ospreay. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> you know, like Jake Paul had slow and sensual intercourse <laughs> with the abominable snowman. <laughs> <laughs> he, Osprey can barely even stop himself from laughing here. Like, he's trying to be mad. Speaking of abominable, what's up, Finley? Glad to see you back. <laughs> Juice, Juice is losing. Is here looking hard as expletive. As usual, my man. My man. <laughs> Big huge. Looks like a wet rhinoceros part. <laughs> Speaking of farts, Yoshihashi, you look as if you have smelled one. <laughs> Last but not least, Shingo. Apparently, you do not know what ELP stands for. I will tell you. Extremely long phallus. <laughs> I guess it does make sense why you don't know what that means. Oh, Thank you zing. for your time. See you all in Sapporo. <laughs> Talk about making the most of not being there. Like, that was awesome. <laughs> Round of applause. Yeah, yeah. Round of applause. So funny. Wasn't even there and stole the entire press conference. Did you hear Charlton, like, Go, ooh, do I have to say phallus? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck it, I'll say it. <laughs> exactly. Expletive. Exactly. Now, that was glorious. And, but there was there was some great stuff from a lot of the guys. Will Ospreay's, like, 
hard English man stove your cunting head in like like aggression it was pretty brutal. Uh, Juice was like funny, just carrying on. Like Juice is basically the Hulkster Juice's, at this stage. Like <laughs> Juice's fucking promo was so good. Yeah. He's like, I of course I didn't bring the belt. Why? What am I going to bring the belt to this fucking press conference for? <laughs> he's getting it fixed. He's gonna. He's getting it shined up. Um, Zack Saber Junior was awesome as always. Like, yeah, I think it was really good. I would. Uh, I'll be looking forward to watching the whole thing with the subtitles because I like to, you know, see what the Japanese guys say. Uh, Kenta's was pretty funny because he said a little bit and then he was just making the translator uh, say Japanese foods. <laughs> just yeah. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, tell him, tell him my favorite, my favorite foods. What, what is a Tokyo banana? Uh, it's like a little banana cake thing. Uh, we, I, I haven't had one, but you sort of see the ads for them everywhere, I believe. It's like a little packet cake and it looks like a banana and tastes like one. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm into that. Yeah. You Sounds would be good. into it. I bet you it would, it's delicious. Like they sell them in like little gift boxes and stuff like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm into it. So anyway, yeah. uh, I thought it was really, uh, it, it's always fun uh, to watch these things. And yeah, who do you think won best dressed? I mean, as I said, I haven't seen them all. Um, oh man. If if you say anyone that's not Tom Lawler. Like, oh, actually it is Tom Lawler. That is absolutely. He came as like a fly fisherman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's denim on denim on denim. Yeah. Like triple denim. It's like weird Great. vest and floppy hat. Exactly. I thought his, uh, his promo was really good as well for his first, um, sort of words in Japan. Yeah, and he had a, a really smart bow tie, so <laughs> you just can't beat that. He looked ridiculous. But I think awesome. I think Japanese fans are really going to love Tom Lawler. I think, I think so they're going to they're going to have a, a great time with him. And uh he you know, he brought Royce Isaacs. Was it Royce Isaacs he brought with him? I think. I, I think it's I th- Royce Isaacs. I think it is, yeah. They just need to bring the entirety of Team Filthy over. Just can you can you imagine how fucking over Kratos would be with that fucking oh, Japanese yeah, audience? I'm honestly surprised they didn't like just have him roll in with a squad, you know. But I mean, it is G1. Yeah. They they keep it they keep it pretty one on one. Yeah, they can only they can only have so many people in the building. So like, maybe rolling up with six dudes isn't a, isn't the best. You, you can have yeah, one. Yeah, you know? and uh, and I thought it was interesting. Like Jonah's promo was very uh, TMDK heavy as well. Yeah, dude, is it is it like as an Australian? Does it do does it do you proud to see so much like TMDK representation, dude? Like, like TMDK is Perth, you know. Like it's my yeah. my hometown. Like Mikey Nichols, Shane Haste, Jonah isn't originally from here, but he was sort of part of it, you know. Um, you know all those guys, Marcus Pitt, um, Damien Slater. They're guys that wrestle at EPW. Like here in Perth, uh, I've covered them before. I don't get to as much shows as I would like. Uh, sometimes the locations of where they have to to run and stuff doesn't really work out, but it's a, like a really great promotion. Uh, and Team DK has always been like a really big part of that. So yeah, it it is kind of crazy to see it uh, represented. It was obviously uh, very interesting when they went to NXT. Um, they obviously couldn't be TMDK there. Um, they were TMC six one or whatever, you know, Mikey and, and Shane. But yeah, it was it was really cool, man. And uh, I think 
we're gonna see like a new kind of like real New Japan faction, like you know them bring it in and and make it a thing, which would be really cool. Yeah, I'm I I dig it, man. Like having TMDK be an actual faction represented in New Japan is cool as shit. Yeah did you did you see the um, the match that they had recently with with Aussie Open on New Japan Strong? Uh, I did not. No. Oh, let me see if I, I have, can find that. I have actually. not been able to watch much Strong. I need to. I need to get into it. Yeah, it was it was this week's episode. Vamp for a second. I'll find you the. I'll find you the results. Yes. Uh. So Strong, like, I don't know. For me, like, the amount of wrestling I need to get through, and the amount of shows and stuff I watch is extreme. And so, like, finding a spot in my weekly viewing or anything like that to fit strong in as well has been really challenging. Um, and it always, like, it always catches me. Like, the promos and stuff look really good. I obviously know what's going on and I keep up with it. Um, but, yeah, fitting in that extra, you know, hour or two a week of wrestling has been been harder. I may need to, uh, to find a way to fit it in and get up to date with it. I really want to watch that match with Tom Lawler and... Um, Fred Rosser now. Yeah, I almost said Darren Young. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. I, oh, that's no good. It was, I, I can't find the actual match right now, I guess. That sucks. That's okay. Um, uh, they did they did have a, a match with um, West Coast Wrecking Crew, Royce Isaacs and Jarrell Nelson versus um, Shane Haston and Mad Mikey. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that was, that was on strong cool. most recently. Yeah. I think that was on the newest episode. That was really good. That's awesome. And, uh, Jonah had a Jonah had a singles match as well against uh, Taylor Rust, mm-hmm. who was former Team Filthy. So it was yeah. I don't know how. Well, I do know how because they do what they do and they let go of the lot of talented people. But I don't know how like WWE let people like Jonah and Shane Haste go. You know what I mean? Like they're the the sky's the limit for these guys. So oh, I found it! I found it! Here we go. Uh, it was Hinare, Great Ocon, and Aussie Open versus Jonah, uh, Shane Hayes, Mikey Nichols, and Bad Dude Tito. Ah, oh, that's right. Bad Dude Tito. Yeah, and uh, Hinare did pick up the win against Bad Dude Tito, mm. who is now an, an official member of TMDK, so that's a thing. Yeah, and Bad Dude Tito, Tito was, like, in Japan as well, right? May still be, but was, like, teaming in Karakan Hall and stuff. Is that right? Yeah, he's going to be doing some undercards on the uh, on the G one this year. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's fucking rad. So I'm really excited. Uh, really excited for that, man. That's some some really cool. Like they're really taking advantage of Australia, mm-hmm. like, and that their their proximity to that and really tapping into that market and hoping maybe they can do for Australia, you know, the Australian scene what they did for the English scene when they were started sending people over for rev pro and things like that. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, obviously Farley's connection with the Australian scene and the New Zealand scene and stuff like that leads to a bit more of that. And then also you've got Robbie on board now and, you know, he knows everybody and, and all that kind of stuff. It just seems like a natural fit. And like you say, Australia's proximity to Japan, it's not a long flight to get there. You know, it's not even that expensive depending on when you go. And stuff as well. So uh, I, I think that's a, like a great feeder system for New Japan. Uh, and there's a lot of very talented wrestlers here. So, yeah. And <clears throat> when these Australian talents 
are in Japan, do you think that maybe there's a way that they'd be able to like, say, watch their favorite Australian television shows while they're, while they're still in Japan? I, th- I think there would be thanks to the power of NordVPN. Is this where we're going already? <laughs> well, that's where we're going. Oh yeah. That's Tell me we're about going. it. We're, we're working it in. So yeah, NordVPN, it, it's, it's a beautiful, uh, I've, I've been really taking advantage of, of my NordVPN this week. Have you? Um, I hooked up NordVPN on my TV upstairs for my wife and she has now fallen in love with watching uh, Pluto TV, which is a, a, like a free service that you can watch that has um, like classic television shows and things like that. She's gotten uh-huh. the American version of Pluto TV now, uh-huh. which shows like old episodes of American gladiators. She and I have been watching together. Um, we, there's a classic doctor who channel on there, which we just, anytime we're looking for something, we just throw on the old doctor who uh-huh. and like watch, watch old episodes of doctor who it's beautiful. There's um, a lot of really, great television out there that we don't have access to here in old blighty yeah well that, in that the americans well. have a free system just to take advantage of and, and we get to take advantage of that now thanks to nordvpn uh, the the americans bogart and all the good shit the same as like i've been on uh, mm-hmm. i've been on hulu uh my good friend the wizard king Oren Vite, huge fan of black clover uh been getting into hulu and catching up on that a little bit um i only a few episodes in, but I, I don't always do a heap of anime. But, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying that too. It's been awesome. Man, and you know what's the best part about having a, a, a great VPN service like that? What's that? Not only does it give you access to all sorts of other things that are region-locked away from your country, mm-hmm. it helps keep you secure online Safe by... Yeah, by by disguising by, by disguising your your IP address, it really helps to protect your your passwords, your financials, and all sorts of other things. It's if 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 you have to pay for that kind of security, it's worth every penny. But you know what we can do? We here, the Okada's Shorts Boys, yes. we can offer you an exclusive nordvpn deal by going to nordvpn.com slash what shorts that's right you get a huge discount off your nordvpn plan plus one additional month for free it's completely risk-free with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee if you are not impressed after 30 days you can cancel and get your money back money back guarantee handled let me tell you though it's worth it and that that is how confident they are that VPN is going to change your life. And don't forget, you can choose a bundle to fit your level of security. So get to nordvpn.com slash what? Shorts. And you get and use that code, shorts, to make sure you get the deal that's right for you. So nordvpn.com slash shorts. <laughs> and that's it. I need to set that up on my soundboard where it just goes shorts. Like shorts. <laughs> when we hit it. But yes, uh, they've been supporting me for a long time and now supporters of the Okada Shorts podcast. Okay, without a further ado, we jumping into the G1. We're going into the G1, We're son. Going deep. So, let me let me read off the the blocks first. Please. Okay, I'm sure everyone knows this, but we're going to get some some in-depth analysis right now. A block. A block is the monster block. Monster block. Zuko Okada, who is a monster right now, fucking just can't be beaten. The monster Except slayer. when he gets beaten. Kazuchika Okada 
Toriano, Filthy Tom Lawler, Jeff Akabu, Jonah, Bad Luck Fale, and Lance Archer. Oh my God, there's so much meat. So much meat in this block. Exactly. It's been really interesting how they did that promo video. They've set it up as monster block and, you know, Okada as the monster, you know, hunter uh, ready to slay them all. And then everybody, they kind of went through like the whole, you know, thing of what each guy is and what type of monster he is, you know, like the filthy monster and the murder hawk monster and stuff like that. And the monster hunter hunter, which is, you know, Yano, who's, you know, looking for a Carter and all, all that kind of stuff. It, this is going to be a really fun block, bro. So we're in agreement, right, that this is just Okada's block, right? Like they're setting it up that way. It, it seems pretty likely, um, but you could maybe see like an upset. I'm just not sure about a couple of the unproven commodities in here. Like the stuff that Jonah was saying on the the super heavyweight of New Japan, I'm going to make an impact, all this kind of stuff. They haven't had somebody his size in a long time slash ever, and you could see New Japan just going, we're about to create somebody here. Like, so that a lot of people would be thinking, Okada's block, but there is the opportunity that Okada could get spoiled by the end and you put through like a Jonah into the semis, He's ex-WWE. He's a huge monster. I think the Japanese fans are going to be really into him, and I think there's there's an opportunity for them to build a megastar out of this block. There's an interesting name here for me uh, when it comes to Okada, and that's Jeff Cobb. Um, yes. yes. I, Jeff Cobb, you know, Okada currently holds serve. Like, he, he beat Jeff Cobb last year. And I'm wondering if this is the year that they're going to let Cobb get his win back mm-hmm. and, and maybe kind of get one over on Okada. But they've their match is night one. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, is, is that going to be my pick for an upset night one? It might be. Mm-hmm. But when I'm, when I'm looking at those, when I'm looking at the, the tips, as you call them, the, the pick'ems, mm-hmm. <laughs> three of my upsets are like night one or night two. And I was just like, I don't think they're going to do all three of these. So now yeah, I've got to go through this. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. And you know, like when I think about the press conference and Jeff Cobb's promo, he kind of cut this sort of casual promo that the Imperial unit's already going to win. And first up is Okada. He matters the most and all that. I'm like, I'm not sure that's going to go your way, bro. You know what I mean? Like, He's kind of making a real big deal out of it. But Okada's Okada and Jeff Cobb's in a tag team at the moment, you know? Yeah. So yeah. whether they're going to... an awesome tag team. Yeah, he's in a fucking awesome tag team. But, yeah, I wonder which way it's going to go. So I don't think that's a foregone conclusion. I think when I did my first kind of workup of my pickums, I also had Okada getting set up, uh, you know, upset immediately. But... Maybe maybe they want to go the other way. Maybe they want to make him dominant out the gate. He's running the block. He's slaying all the monsters, and then he falls towards the end. So mm-hmm. if they're they're going to end it, so yeah, I'm I'm not a hundred percent convinced that Jeff Cobb will just beat Okada just because Okada beat him last time. Well, let's let's do the Okada shorts thing. What is the best case scenario coming out of 
this A block. Out of this block. Okay. So, um, Yano, Lawler, Jeff Cobb, Jonah, Bad Luck Filet, and Lance Archer. Yeah. Okay. So let's, uh, let's make some notes here. And I'm going to write this down. I think, uh, for me, best case, it's maybe Okada or Jonah, I think. Though, you know, Okada has kind of been to the top many times. I love him. And he's going to deliver the absolute best match quality. So the longer you keep him in the tournament, the, the more good stuff you're going to get. And then on the other side of that is Jonah means kind of launching a new star, you know, and that always sort of gets me excited. Which way are you leaning? Uh, so I think for me, best case scenario would be to launch a new star in either someone like Jonah, who I would love to see, or possibly Tom Lawler, like leader of a stable that could be coming over and, and making an impact. He was the strong open weight champion for ages, damn yeah. a year. I feel, so, I feel like I'm already overlooking Tom Lawler where really, like you say, I mean, he was the strong champion for like a year. The company obviously thinks a lot of him. They've brought him to G1. He could be a real wild card in this block. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say best case scenario is make a new star. I mean, this is the same thing we did with our best of super juniors blocks. We were convinced somehow that like, we were like, no, oh, Clark Connors is going to win this or Ace Austin could win this or, you know, like we were doing that. So we like we like the idea of making uh, yeah. making a new guy. So so who's your who's our best then? Jonah or Tom Lawler? Jonah. You mentioned Jonah and I mentioned Jonah. Let's say best Let's case scenario Jonah. would be Jonah. Okay. And worst case scenario is what? Yano. Probably Yano. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That would be yeah. Worst case scenario. It won't happen. He's in here literally to be a wild card and to kind of protect people. You know what I mean? Like well, oh wait, bad a, luck Farley is in there. <laughs> Hold up. Hold Get on. off bad luck Fale. That's my homeboy. Yeah. Um no, there's there's a couple there's always gonna be a couple of Yano wins. I mean, there's what six people in in this block that he could be he could beat. Yeah. He's gonna beat at least three of them. Yeah. And it in, in some it, wild format. Exactly. It it protects them because they can lose but not be defeated. You know what I mean? They just get out crafted or whatever and yeah. counted out or something like that, and they're safe. And they're, they're still there I'm, and they're still ready to fight. So I think I think Yano's probably I'm the low worst key, low-key hella excited to watch Toriano versus Tom Lawler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because totally. Lawler's underrated funny. Yeah. Like that could be gold. I think I think so too. I think so too. But yeah, I, I'm putting Yano as my worst case. But even then, if he won the whole block, that would be fucking wild to me, and I would still be having a great time. But let's let's go best case, Jonah, worst case Yano. Okay. Okay. B block. B block. You got your IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Sikai Hibiku Champion, Jay White, Tomohiro Ishii, Sanada, Tamatanga, The Great Okan All Hail, Chase Owens, and Taichi. This block is it's hit and miss for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some people in here I don't enjoy watching wrestle. Mm-hmm. There's some people in here I tolerate watching wrestle. And there's some people in here I fucking love. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very excited to see Great Ocon start making his way up the rankings a little bit mm-hmm. now. Like um I, I would love to see him maybe get uh get a sneaky one against Jay. Yeah. Or 
you know, work himself into the U.S. title picture by, you know, getting one over on Sonata, maybe mm-hmm. um, get into the never picture by beating over or getting one over on Tamatanga. Like great Ocon, you know, making moves in this block could be fucking great. Yeah, it, it could be. Hey, it, it just depends. Much like I was saying with Jeff Cobb, it depends what they're kind of plans for them are like are they keeping the united empire as like an active tag you know what i mean but then i mean we have seen um we we've seen you know zach and tai chi still do well even when they're in tag teams and stuff Mm -hmm. um what are we thinking here i i think this is a good storytelling block though so uh like say what you can't what you will about say uh Chase Owens or whatever, you know, he hasn't, you know, historically been up the ranks, but I'm interested to see him against like a Jay White or, you know, and some of the different combinations. The the thing about Chase Owens is he has that Southern style. Mm-hmm. Like he comes from that school. So he knows how to tell the story first. Like he may not be the best like performer in my eyes, but he's a good storyteller in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, I I remember watching his match with David Finley and being like, oh my God, this is just going to be fucking hot garbage. And like, I was enraptured. I was like, this is great. Yeah. You know, like they're, these guys are fucking working and they're telling a story and they, they're blending really well. So I think that with Chase and Jay White, even though there's bound to be some sort of bullet club shenanigans, they might be able to put something together that, can really entertain someone for 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And plus you, you've got the Tama Tonga story with Jay White going on there. Yep, yep. Um, and then you put in, like you say, the great Okan, you put in Tai Chi, uh, Ishii always delivers bangers. Like Ishii, Jay White is going to be killer. Ishii, Tama Tonga, great Okan, you know, there's stuff going on. And we're also going to see the development of where Sonata is now he's returned. I mean, we've only really seen that one match since he's been back. So we'll, yep. it'll be interesting to see how it goes. So I still think it's going to be a cool block. Um, as far as best case, worst case, who are you thinking is is your best case scenario here? Best case scenario, I'm stuck. There's two. Yeah. Great Ocon, it was my initial pick. I was okay. thinking Great Ocon coming out of this block would be the fucking best. Mm-hmm. But... Tai Chi. I would love to see Tai Chi take a big step up, man. Yeah, I, and I mean, they have dissolved Dangerous Techers now, so there could be the opportunity for a huge uh, kind of breakout moment for him. When you look at Jay White in this, and you look at potential challenges before Wrestle Kingdom, because that's what it sets up when you've got the World Heavyweight Championship in the block, who were you seeing as potential winners and title contenders before Wrestle Kingdom. Because I personally uh, could see Tama Tonga playing a spoiler Tama for Tonga. Jay White yep. and then maybe setting up a one-on-one match before Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, if they're if they're going to have someone that's not Great Okan win the block, I want Great Okan to set up and, and have a challenge. Mm-hmm. E- even if he's not successful, uh, a title challenge for Great Okan would be a really cool moment and a, I don't want to say like a congratulation or anything like that, but like you've done good kid. 
here's here's something to you know continue building you and and establishing you yeah. to where he will be that that dude's gonna be heavy heavyweight champion probably sooner rather than later yeah wow so that's a big i call. think it's it's, it's got to be he's undeniable yeah okan's the man um and and if anyone out there in in radio land is not on the okan bandwagon I, I have Fuck one you. question for you, <laughs> and it's fucking how dare you? Because this dude is the man. He's a hero. Right. Um, yeah, you could see, you could definitely see Great Okan being a potential challenger. You could see Tai Chi, and I think Tamatonga and Sonata. I think are the main yeah. guys you'd be looking at as potential uh, pinners of Jay White. I mean, even Ishii would be sick if Ishii got like an upset victory, and then they had a title match. Stone Pitbull versus Jay White as like a title contention before Wrestle Kingdom would be awesome. And that, that as Western you start to break would be all over that, man. Yeah. And as you start to break this down, that becomes a really interesting block because that's the story that tells, you know? Whereas uh, yep. um, A block is the, you know, the monster hunter getting through all these big beasts. B block is really the champion's block and who could be a potential threat before Wrestle Kingdom. Yep. It's, it's a very... It's a dangerous block for Jay White, for sure. Okay, so... See, oh, sorry, you go. Yeah, so you're, you're going to see at least two, like, title challengers come out of here, and they could be pretty deadly. So yeah. uh, I'm excited. Yeah, so I think we, we've got to say best-case scenario is Great Okan because you won't hear any other option. And then what? what's worst-case? Chase Owens, right? Um, probably Chase Owens. Um or maybe uh, Ishii because you just know that he's not going to go any further than the semis. So like having him win the block would kind of be, even though like this might be his last G1. Mm-hmm. So like maybe they would give him a little bit of a, a congratulation, but like, you know that he's not going any further. He won't go any so, like, further, but he'd, he'd deliver great matches though. He would, he would deliver great matches, but like it's a, if he wins the block, you know no, that whoever he's final. versing in the semis is then going to go past yeah. him into the finals, probably, yeah. So um, I think that would just not be interesting for me to watch as a as someone who's into the story. It would be interesting for me to watch as someone who's into the match. Uh-huh. But, like, it's almost a foregone conclusion at that point. Yeah. What about Sonata as a, as a worst case? Because he stands a very... See, we can say worst case is chase kind of thing because we don't you know, terribly like his wrestling and stuff. But Sonata's a very real threat to win the block and maybe even go to the finals. And though I've liked where he's going, I'm not sure he can deliver the kind of matches I would want to see in a final, making him more dangerous to me and my viewing enjoyment. <laughs> his match his match with Kota Ibushi was probably my least favorite G1 final ever. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. And that's scary. It's like, maybe we give him another go. No, don't. Uh, how about no? How about don't bastard. do that? So does that make yeah. him a worst-case scenario? Um, I think, okay, so just to save me from ragging on Chase Owens, which I, I do at least once an episode, and it's definitely not something I mean to do, mm-hmm. um, maybe we should say Sonata is our worst-case scenario. Yeah, I, th- I think Sonata is worst-case. And I think you sold me on that. I'm I'm happy to be proven wrong by him, but track record makes me concerned. And they like to set him up as a potential 
world title shot before Wrestle Kingdoms. They've done it with Okada, and then you've got to sit through like a 30-minute main event fucking Sonata match like as well, like down the line, and you're like, great. This is a write-off of a, of a show. So I'm going with Sonata as my worst case, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Uh, let's go on to the C block. Mm-hmm. We've got your girlfriend, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, we do. Hiroki Goto. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, evil, evil. This is a superstar block. Right? The returning Kenta. Zakuseba Jr., mm-hmm. Aaron Hanare. What's up, Aaron Hanare in the G1, by the way? How you doing, son? Ultimate weaponing and, intensifies. I'm ready and for it. And Tetsuya Naito. Mm-hmm. Ellen Gobernable. So, uh, this match, uh, I'm sorry, this block is going to be storytelling ahoy. I'm looking at these these matches. Tanahashi, master storyteller. Yes. Uh, Kenta, master storyteller. Tetsuya Naito, master storyteller. Like, Zack Sabre Jr., master ring technician, mm-hmm. underrated storyteller. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is going to be probably one of the funner blocks to watch, hey? what? A, and what a great block for Hanare to be in. You know what I mean? For his first one, because you're just in there with all yeah. those, like, superstars. You know, they're he's going to beat at least one of these guys, mm-hmm. and it's going to be fucking huge. I think, like I, I'm pulling for him to beat Tanahashi on the first night because, and he even oh, that in was one of my that was one of my picks too. Yeah, in his press conference, he's like, "I'm not even looking past you on the first night, my old friend," because they obviously they used to they've done Hanares in the World Tag League. World Tag League. They're always. Friends, they've always, you know, been tags and he'd been the pin eater and stuff when they'd done multi-man tags and stuff like that. So this could finally be the coming out party. And he's like, I'm the biggest guy in this block and I'm going to show everybody here what's up. And I would love to see some huge upsets from Hanare in here. And I would like for him to finally, after six years of loyalty and, and you know, and grinding like for New Japan and everything he's gone through, I'd love to see him make a, make a statement in this block. I don't think he's going to win it. And I don't think he's going to have the highest wins, but I'd like to see him pick up some signature wins and start to be taken seriously in this company. Can I tell you uh, a couple of matches that I think that would be great for Hanare? Mm-hmm. Tell me. I would like to see Hanare maybe get one over Goto and yeah. have uh, the never six man uh, open weight shift over to uh, the undisputed or um, yeah the Empire United, United Empire, Empire. Mm-hmm. and another one that I was thinking would be a lot of fun is Hanare beating evil and maybe having empire feud with the house of torture. When did, uh, the United empire, I mean, sorry, when did, uh, house of torture lose the never open six man tag team championships? I thought they had uh, at the beginning of the month. It was, it was not the, not the Kushida return shows, but it was in that same block of shows. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, I was going to say yeah, it wasn't so on a main uh, show. It was just like a house show. No. Okay. Yo, yo pinned show to win the, uh, to win the titles. Yeah. That's a face you're making in it. I can't imagine my, my eyes. <laughs> rolling so far into the back of my head I feel they may snap off at the stalk and just fucking roll about and leave me blind for the rest of my life I can't imagine caring about anything less alright we're not talking about fucking yo alright so um, this is still looking great Um, yeah I would love to see exactly what you have said for Hanare I would I mean I'd love to even see him do something wild like beat a Zack like, 
I know that Ooh. sounds insane. The look you're giving me is insane. But imagine that. He's best technical wrestler in the world. He doesn't have a title on him or anything like that. But Hanare is just bigger. You know what I mean? I don't think they would do it, but I would love for them to... They've got this ultimate weapon gimmick, but they've never had him do anything ultimate. You know? And I would love to see him in a locker whatever and just power out and just spear him to death and it just be like, holy fuck. He just fucking did it. Like that would be crazy. That sounds that sounds badass now yeah. that you mention it. Yeah, like it would be awesome. The, the thing the thing is there's someone so, uh, okay, so we're we're not predicting a huge like run for Hanare in the in the in this block or anything. And we're talking about we're talking about Hanare because he's someone that we we really like and we want to see him do well. So he's he's probably not going to go on a big run, but depending on where his wins do fall here could be big moments for him could yeah. be big stuff for his future mm-hmm. so like dude him getting a big win over Zack Sabre Jr would be awesome him getting a big win over someone like Evil would be awesome i'm not even touching the idea of him possibly upsetting Tanahashi or Naito mm-hmm. ooh yeah i just want to see huge. like a few signature wins to have him start being taken seriously that's what I want to see. Yeah. You know, I want to For have sure. him be, you know, get a couple of things to stand out, and that would be really nice. As far as like the winner from this block, I think a lot of people would be thinking it'd be Naito, and I think they'd be thinking he's going to win the whole G1. I think that's like a likely sort of prediction. I would love to see my girlfriend, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Loving luscious locks. Yeah, luscious locks, G1 shape. Bear hugs. Just come out and like this is the great thing about these small blocks yeah exactly bear hugs of me um the the smaller blocks mean there can be upsets and you can also have people get to a semi that you wouldn't normally put in a semi because it can only be you know like a couple two dudes and, yeah, yeah exactly and so yeah i'm very interested to see where that goes i would love to see a scenario where tanahashi's standing there in like the final four um before before the end that would that would be really cool to me that would be okay. that would be a, a best case for me not that Naito isn't cool but i mean he's kind of main evented quite a few tokyo domes recently and i, well, I the, would like a yeah, change up the thing is this isn't best case scenario for the company yeah. this isn't best case scenario for the story this is best case scenario for what you and i want to see mm-hmm. absolutely so if that's your vote for best case scenario mm-hmm. i completely get it mm-hmm. i think for me best case scenario i would want to see Zach. Um, yeah, I think, that's cool as well. Yeah, I think uh, either one of those guys would do. Can you can you sell me on it on Hiroshi Tanahashi being the best case scenario out of this block? He's very handsome. He is very handsome. He's also He's a also... fucking legend. Like, let's talk about let's yeah. rewind to Forbidden Door. I was pretty harsh on Forbidden Door because I was so disappointed that Tanahashi didn't take the interim title, and I had a bit of a, a whinge about it when we did that show. But let's talk about a man who walked into another company, got no real mic time, just got like an awkward like pose at the entrance. Then he had like a, you know, just an average tag. And then he goes into that building against the, one of the biggest stars, if not the biggest star in wrestling and turns the building against him. And he doesn't speak the language. You know what I mean? That's a fucking superstar. That's somebody who knows what he's doing. And if he can still go, they should be pushing him to the moon for as long as he can still do it. And he still puts people over. 
like you just said, he just had a main event or whatever in Curricane Hall. He can see that Alex Zane's a star, and he's like, you get up on the turnbuckle. He's building new talent. He's so crucial to the company. Like, he just lends authenticity and credibility to everything he does. And, fuck, I could go another Tanahashi title run today. You know what I mean? So I would love to yeah. see him in that final four. And I think it would be, like, a cool change-up from the other things, you know? Um, tell me about Zach. Let's let's debate this out real quick. So Zach was, I mean, if you just look at the first few months of the of the year this year, Zach was a shoe-in for Wrestler of the Year. Mm-hmm. His run in the New Japan Cup was godly. Mm-hmm. His match with uh, his math, match with Okada was really, really fucking good. Uh, his match at Wrestle Kingdom was really good. Like Zach was on a fucking roll. Uh, he's calmed down a bit because we had the best of Super Juniors. Uh, they cycled him down uh, after his uh, after his title challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's time to to boot him up again. Maybe it's time to really let him go on this run, win the G1, and challenge at Wrestle Kingdom. I know it's probably not a thing that's going to happen, but just imagine how dangerous Zach could be. Like holding that briefcase and saying, it doesn't matter which one of you it's going to be. Someone's going into into Wrestle Kingdom as the as the champion, whether it's Jay whether it's Okada, what, you know, whether it's whoever in Jay's block beats him, whether it's, you know, uh, great Okan or Tai Chi or whoever challenges between here and there, whoever it is, it doesn't matter. You're leaving with a snapped fucking leg and an arm that bends the wrong way. And I'm leaving with your fucking belt. Like I would love to see that murderer in Zack Sabre Jr. Come out. I would love to see it, but I feel like in his press conference, he already dispelled it. Because he was like, I don't give a fuck about Wrestle Kingdom. Regardless, I'm going to be versing you in England. You know what I mean? Before, I don't even give a fuck about a briefcase. I don't even fucking need one. I'll be waiting in England and I'll be taking the title there. So I feel like he's already done his talking where he's like, I mean, he quite often dispels the G1. He goes, it doesn't fucking matter. I just need to beat the champion and then I've got a title shot. And he's already saying he's got a title shot. So again, he doesn't really care. Uh, about the G1 as much other than being dominant. So, and mind games, mind games, mind, mind games. games. <laughs> and he already, be, and he already won the new Japan cup. So how likely yeah. is it that you get a back to back new Japan cup G1 from here? Not very likely, not but it's not, but it's, we're not looking for best case scenario for company. We're looking for what we think the best case scenario would be. And I am going to say right now, I think you sold me on Tanahashi. I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's just out of pure love for Tanahashi. Um, well, I mean, I, I, think good the, and... I think the story that you laid out was Zach, but I still think my best case scenario is Tanahashi because... Yeah, we'll go with Tanahashi. I'm down with it. Yeah, yeah. Who's the worst case scenario in this? Goto? Yeah. Let's talk about evil real quick. Because uh, okay. we've we've kind of glazed over evil. Um I think we're going to see some upsets from Evil in this. He made, co- I know he made comments. He's like, don't you think we've got a plan kind of thing? And I think it's going to cycle back around. They no longer have those open heavyweight title. I think that New Japan... Freeze him up to win the IWGP World Heavyweight. <laughs> again, exactly. And I think uh, they never really got their, um, their legs out of Naito versus Evil. Because like all that stuff happened, he took the titles from him and everything, but it was like pandemic time, and then they were doing 
like you know they sideways into cut their legs out of the 70 matches they fucking had no, no, they're not and they're done. gonna have another one they're not done they're because mad. they sideways it to like you could just cycle up an evil night i'm not saying this is something i want i'm not saying it's a thing i want but it could if they want to pull the trigger on evil being like a monster heel they could do it yeah, definitely. I don't think anybody's going to want it, but if they wanted to do it, they could. So is that a worst-case scenario, like, more than Goto? I mean... Goto would Goto just be boring. That's very the, boring. And it's, it's, a pre, it, it's a preset, like, okay, he's not winning. Like, yeah, which... which G and G1 does not stand for Goto this year. Yeah, well, according to him, it does. So the question is, is it more like, is it more of a worst case going to the unknown of evil, you know, well, previously known and not good, but potentially different, uh, like domination of evil, or is it the boredom of a Goto, which is worse? It's 100% the worst thing that you can be in wrestling, apathy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Goto makes me apathetic to whatever happens in this block. 100%. I completely agree. I can at least hate watch an evil match, you know, if, if I need to. Yeah. And I'll get pissed off and I'll be like, oh, fucking goddamn Dick Togo. Yeah. yeah. And, but, but I'll look at, you know, Goto versus like whoever wins the D block and I'm like, oh, okay, I know who's going to win that. Yeah. Goto Wait. matches make me want to skip them and that, uh, or not watch and that. That's I can't. I can't always say that because he's had a lot of really fun matches. He has, and like, and I can definitely get into a Goto match, but I'm never hyped for one in advance. Fair. I'm never fair like point. can't fucking wait for this Goto banger. I uh, the last Goto match that I can remember even being slightly interested in was Wrestle Kingdom against Suzuki, like with the yeah. the hair versus hair, and that was a really good match. And then he hasn't given a fuck since then, and we haven't. And there's there's been one match in the last few years of Goto's where I said that was f- like his run his run with the, the first run with the Never Six Mans with Yoshihashi and, and Ishii mm-hmm. was really fun really really fun uh, but that wasn't just him so I don't know if that if that works mm-hmm. um, there was a there was a tag match at New Year's Dash a couple of years ago that was uh, Shingo and Evil versus Ishii and Goto and it was fucking it. Well everybody always uh, wants Ishii and Goto to be a tag team and we just never get it. Yes. You know what I mean? I, yes. I think Goto's more interesting in a tag team scenario, uh, just because it's not all on him, you know? And I feel like as yeah. they're getting older, that could be a great place for them to take it. I, I'd love to see a dominant kind of world tag league run from Ishii and Goto. And if we saw that this year, that would be great and I would be pumped on it. But yeah, oh. it, apathy is the perfect word. And I think, uh, like, he had an AW title qualifier match and nobody gave a fuck, including him. So that's an issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's an I, issue. I think Goto's more interested in being a dad and fishing and stuff. So. And that's good. And if I was his son, I'd be about it. But I'm not his son. I'm a wrestling fan. Right. And, uh, that's right. Yeah, so. Uh, all right. Then moving on. Tell me about D-Block. D-Block. What's the what's the gimmick for D block? So it's obviously monster block, champions block, I guess, superstar block. What's D block? 
D block, I think, might be your work rate bo- uh, block. Okay. When you look at it, mm-hmm. so you've got Will Osprey, the IWGP United States Champion, mm-hmm. Shingo Takagi, the K- current KOPW holder, even though he probably threw that into the dumpster the second he got it. Yeah, yeah. Juice Robinson, Rock Hard Juice Robinson, Rock Hard Yoshihashi, our man Tacos, current never open weight six man tag team champion, the returning David Finley. Huge, huge, Ijiro Takahashi, the Tokyo Pimp, and your brand new heavyweight, El Phantasmo. Phantasm. This is this is a good block, man. Even even uh, somebody as confused and scared as Yoshihashi uh, is capable of having bangers in situations like this. He's been known to show out in G One, so I think that's really interesting. I think probably the the least work rate guy is huge, but he's also been proven to in a tournament maybe have like an interesting match here and there and a storytelling got one type. over got one over on uh on Kota Ibushi a couple of years ago yeah exactly didn't he upset Naito yeah. one time or something like that I, I can't remember but um no. no no did not happen no I don't think so they they're they missed their match because they were supposed to have a match that's what it was I it I think I even him. predicted that that was what was going to happen but it didn't but yeah this yeah. is a great uh a great block and I loved all the the fire uh, in the press conference in this block, particularly they're all throwing around insults and, and stuff like that. So I think it's going to yeah. be awesome. Um, All right. Best case, worst case. There's a lot of best cases in this block, man. Yeah, there there's, is. There's a lot of exciting could options. Be, it could be Shingo, could be El Phantasmo, could even be Juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think that's for me. I think Will Ospreay is the man to beat in the block. Uh, but so is Shingo. Like yeah, those so is two, Shingo. I mean, you're guaranteed another fucking five star banger. They've never put on a bad match together. Mm-hmm. Every time they wrestle, it's it's my favorite match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are they? When are they versing? In a, are they like the last night of this block, or are they like straight away? Or what are we looking at? Uh, the final night of this block is. The D blocks final night is Shingo and El Phantasmo and Will and Juice. Right. So what that sort of tells me is that like Shingo and Will will sort of be neck and neck probably heading towards yeah. the end of this block. And then But they're... we're not looking we're not looking at Pickums. No. We're looking at best case scenario. That is true. That is true. You keep bringing me back down to earth with that. All right. Uh, best case scenario. This is not a this is not a podcast where we go predicting and and fantasy booking or anything. I like mean, we that. definitely is, do do that, but that's not what we're doing right now. Yes, so, we do. Um, yes, we do. <laughs> best case scenario for me, El Fantasma. <laughs> I think that could be it. Could be a lot of fun to see. Like, okay, El Fantasma wins his block in G one, and Jay doesn't. What does that do to the Bullet Club? Mm-hmm. That could be a thing. Mm-hmm. Could be a pretty cool story, man. Um, I'm yeah. I, you know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna argue with you there. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I th- I think that would be cool. Like again, uh, I mean, this is what we want, so it doesn't really matter. We could want El Fantasmo to have the world title by the end of Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's gonna yeah. happen. Uh, there's also something to be said from like a Shingo and a Will and what that will mean as far as match quality and 
sort of enjoyment, you know, as it, as it all plays out. I'm looking at our best case, worst cases here. So we're looking at best is uh, we've got Jonah, Great Okan, uh, Tanahashi, and then so if we were going to look at that, those four, who do we think would complement them the best and who would we, we would most? Complement? Well, the thing is the final night isn't set up as A versus B and C versus D. Isn't it? They're all, to, no, they're all to be to be determined. Oh. So the winner of each block, it's not necessarily set who they're going to face. Right, so they could mix it up. It could be like yeah. A, C, A B, versus D, B and B yeah, and C. Okay. Yeah. All right, then. Um, it's, it is hard to pass up ELP after that promo, I got to tell you. <laughs> and he didn't even do it. Like, is is the crazy thing? Right? Yeah, Charlton but, did it for him, and it was still the best thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best thing he's done. Exactly. What yeah. a winner! I, th- I, I think would love. Elbow. I would love the idea of in the next round, possibly El Fantasmo versus Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. Oh, that could be a fun. That could be a fun. Yeah. I think uh, he he could have fun matches with all of the ones like him and Jonah, him and Great Khan. Like, I think I think there's fun things. Like, let's just lock in ELP. Fuck it. We're, digging yep. it. We're, we're obviously really digging him right now. Um, so we'll go with that. And then worst case scenario, oh, mate. For me, it's Finley. Really? Like, yeah, really? I just don't give a shit. No. I, did you watch his promo? I, I kind of started to dig him a little bit. Uh, like, I, I know that he's got talent. I know that he's fun. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I look at this, when I look at this, I could say, Yujiro uh, would be the worst case scenario, but I know Yujiro's not going to win. Yes, it's he's, it's like that Sonata argument, right? It's like the there's a chance it could happen. I mean, Finlay. I mean, we're, we're trying we're trying not to say, oh, I know that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm I'm predicting that that's what's going to happen. But like, I can't shut off my brain enough to think that Yujiro even has a fucking chance. Yeah, exactly. You right. know, mm-hmm. so like, Will Osprey is not the worst case scenario. No. Shingo Takagi is not the worst case scenario. Juice Robinson, definitely not the worst yeah. case scenario. Yoshihashi, David Finley are like the two that it would come down to. And I prefer Yoshihashi. Yeah. I I think I think that's fair. And Yoshihashi's picked up big, like I said, picked up big signature wins before. And really yes. turning off that brain part, I really don't see Yoshihashi as a finalist either. Uh, and he's got that never open weight belt on him. So I think he's strapped up and good to go. So I'm willing to back yours in there. Uh, I personally don't think, yeah, he's the overall worst, but I can understand why you do. Um, Just doubling back to Juice real quick. He could actually be a real good choice to win it. Like if they're really yeah. getting behind him, you know, and he's he's got the US belt, but he's not the US champion and like doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they've always been really high on him. You could see... Juice going really far as well, but so what are we? What are we saying? ELP and Finlay or ELP best case, Finlay worst case. I think yeah. yeah. Finlay is a man without a country. He's not exactly. He's not a member of chaos. I don't think so. He's just like a your one Hontai dude that's out here with his dick in the wind while everybody else is like got storylines going. Yeah. Like yeah, because he's, he's been away for so long. Like you know, he's got a little bit of heat and he'll like with Juice and he'll do some good matches. But yeah, there's no real stakes in him. Yep. Okay, then. Cool. All right. So we're looking at, uh, let's run them back down. So A, best case for us is Jonah. Worst case is Yano. Uh, B block, best case, Great Okan. Worst case, Sonata. C block, best case, Tanahashi. Worst case, 
Godo and D Block, best case ELP, worst case Finlay. Let's have a look at the semifinals. Yeah. Well, who are our four best case winners? Uh, Jonah, Great Okan, Tanahashi, ELP. I think Jonah versus Tanahashi like popped into my head. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a fun match. Yeah, I think so too. Great Okan and ELP might be a, a bit sillier, but I think it would be a lot of fun too. Yeah, I think it would like be it's, cool It's too. not going to be crazy work rate or anything like that. They can both work, but I think they're going to really put on an entertaining show. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to get your work rate from possibly Jonah and Tanahashi mm-hmm. and then a lot of fun from ELP and uh, where was it? ELP and Great Okan. Yeah, absolutely. How do you think that they should line up best? I, I think I like that. I think I like that. Okay. Um, cool. I, but uh, there's a lot of great combinations, you know. Like, imagine Great Okan just, like, fucking pinning Jonah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a, that's a fucking crossing his arms over a huge fucking monster. Like, that's a star maker for Great Okan. Mm. And then ELP... Uh, and Tanahashi, either him, you know, overcoming the legend or being overcome is really cool too. That does sound like a really fun match. What the Okan Jonah? The no, no, the uh, the ELP and Tanahashi. Yeah, like the disrespect of ELP and like Tanahashi trying to beat some respect into him. Yeah, and then you start to get that mean streak out of Tanahashi. You know, he starts to get pissed off and like fucking and gets real angry. I kind of like that better. Let's go with that one. Let's go with that. I and I love that image of Great Khan standing over the fallen Jonah. Like Jonah's there okay. and he and he's got a knee he's got a foot up on him and he's doing the crossed arms and it's just like and he's he's doing his promo and like without the microphone, he's just shouting, yeah. screaming his promo. Yeah. Hand behind like his back this like this one uh, orating the cra- Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's do that. So Great Khan beats Jonah and then so it's Tanahashi and ELP. Who who are we saying? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Tanahashi Great Okan would be fucking touches sick. touches that darkness in yeah. his soul yeah. and uses it to to beat some fucking manners into ELP. Yeah. And then ELP and learns then that get... lesson too. You catch that look of, between them and there's like a respect there, and we start to see shades of who ELP, ELP is gonna become down the line. He's learned a lesson. I'm not mm-hmm. quite ready for the legend. And then Tanahashi goes on to face Great Okan, which I think is really exciting. And to be honest, as we saw these picks, I wasn't even that excited about Great Okan. I know you were. I wasn't really thinking about it, but now I'm getting really excited. Uh, and we've seen Great Okan and Tanahashi have good matches before, like for the for the Never Belt and things like that. Yeah. So I think that could be a fun G1 final as far as our best case scenario. Yeah. And then so, and then we look at the end. Are we strapping the rocket to Great Okan's back straight into Wrestle Kingdom, or do we have Tanahashi going to Wrestle Kingdom to huge names, Tanahashi versus Jay White. Jay White first beat Tanahashi for his belt, and now it's come back around full circle. The ace is coming for him. That's oh, the one. fuck. Last we just booked it. My girlfriend days. to win. I fucking got there in the end. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you did it. I did it. I talked him into it, people. We got there. Who's got great hair, an amazing like figure, and is the new IWGP world champion and I and uh, G1 winner, my fucking girlfriend, Hiroshi Tanahashi. 
I got there. I booked it. I did it. Scenario. Yeah. God damn it. All right. <laughs> nice. I got there. I just say, I've I, learned I, if I, I promo hard enough and I lay it out well enough, I can get you on my side if I take it right I, I almost, I, I was so, I was fighting even letting him win the block and somehow you talked me into letting him win the whole damn thing. <laughs> Oh, somebody needs to let me book wrestling. I, I fucking, I, <laughs> I get on one about these things. So, uh, Jesus. so who's who's our worst case scenario for? Um, oh God, for I forgot. Work. We need to take it to that dark place. Okay, <laughs> that's what the people want. They want to hear us fantasy booking the David Finley G one. Okay, so here we go. Uh, I think, uh, I would put. Oh, Jesus Christ, this is grim. Well, who, are, who, are our, who are our worst case scenario okay, winners? Okay, so we've got Yano, Sonata, Goto, and Finlay. Oh, my God. Pass. Okay. <laughs> this is this is how I see it. Worst case. I'm, I'm putting this evil into the fucking world. Okay, I'm going to put... Yano and Sonata would be so bad because Yano would be trying and Sonata just be like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to do. So, but in the end, Sonata triumphs uh, through... Accidentally. No, he just like, puts him in the paradise Yano. lock outside and just walks back into the ring like it's... Like he puts him in the paradise lock and then gaffer tapes him as well. And so Yano's just kicking and screaming on the ramp and Sonata just casually walks back in and we oh, wait he, out. Yeah, he rolls we, in at like 16. <laughs> yeah, we wait for the full 20 count and then it's just over and he's in the finals. And then Goto and Finlay, oh nobody God, cares, man. but they, they would have a good match, would be kind of over uh, overthrew it, but then Goto will come through and then you get the electrifying, apathetic final of Goto... Versus Sonata, a previous G1 winner versus Sonata, but then Sonata fucking wins. Who cares? Uh, and then it's Sonata versus Jay White in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, and I commit suicide. Oh, God. I would fucking put my fingers in my eyes if Sonata win the G1. Yeah. And you know what else? In our booking of this, Sonata had already beat him, so it's not once he gets two shots at it. He headlines oh, a he headlines oh, a pay per view on the way there, and then he wrestles him again at Wrestle Kingdom. How about that? Oh, and but no, no, because <laughs> Great Khan has beaten Sonata in the block and challenges for the briefcase and comes in and saves us all. That would be best case. That's not happening. We're damn dealing it, in worst it, case. In the words These of Slipknot, I push my fingers into my eyes. <laughs> That's worst case. Oh it's a my god! Grim existence that we're we're and, living and in. And you like Sonata? I do. Like... <laughs> I, I can, you can tell he's not all the way rehabilitated. Like when he got injured, he I was starting to get behind him, and then he got injured, and so it hadn't settled in. So sitting in the back of my mind now, he is still that person who he was. He could. He has this entire G one to rehabilitate himself, and there could be an, there could be a scenario where by the end of the G one, I'm like, let's fucking go, and like about Sonata, but I'm not sure I see it happening. I think he's got a way to go. I think you're right. I think you're right. 
Um, here's a question. Mm-hmm. During the G1, mm-hmm. people usually debut like a new look, new ring jacket, mm-hmm. new mask. Mm-hmm. Who's going to fucking style out hardest this year? Sonata goes an even smaller mask than ever before. <laughs> He's got he's got like a Robin Domino man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he will ball out. Uh, like he always kind of rocks it. We should have done the worst case before the best case. We put ourselves on the biggest high about Tanahashi, and then I've literally plummeted us into depression yeah. by, the, by the end of that. So let's talk about looks real quick. Uh, who do I think is going to show out? Do you Will's think Will's going to spend 10, 10 million pounds on a fucking new robe? Yeah, so he it'll will. Look fantastic. It'll look fantastic. Do I you, bet you Evil's going to have a fucking super cool, like, new super shredder gimmick. Like Legion of wear. Doom, Road Warriors, shoulder pads. That would be cool. I'd yep. like to see something yep. elaborate from him. That would be great. Uh, I, I think Juice Robinson has only just debuted his new look, so I think he's probably just going to back that in, just like the Stone Cold vest and just being like a not-give-a-fuck type dude. Uh, Yoshihashi mm. will wear the same shit he's worn for fucking 20 years. Um... Finlay will carry a shillelagh. Um, <laughs> Huge will wear the same shit he's always worn. El Phantasmo might do something different. He's yeah, transitioning he's... into... there'll be a, I, I feel like there'll be an evolution of his vest kind of scenario. Yeah, brand new, brand new vest, possibly with some lights, possibly something cool on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there'll definitely be lights. Absolutely. I think he oh, just... Yeah. yeah, he'll kind of uh, elaborate on it. In C block, Tanahashi will have something cool. He always gets a new robe, and it'll still be his same vibe, but it'll be it'll be awesome. Uh, Goto will still wear the same blue shorts he's been wearing forever, uh, like we said about Evil. Um, what are you what are you seeing from Kenta? Kenta's kind of in a I don't give a fuck moment right now. Like he was wearing the sunglasses and just a shirt. His hair isn't grayed out. Like he's kind of. Not caring. Kenta is the coolest motherfucker on this earth, and I will not have you say anything disparaging about my motherfucker. No, Kenta. but that's what makes him no. cool. He's too cool to give a fuck. Yeah. When he came out at Wrestle Kingdom with that iced out white on white on white yeah. look before a fucking hardcore match, yeah. dude. It was sick. But he's I don't think he's gonna be in the white on white. I think he's just gonna be in black gear. Like I don't think his current sort of iteration will will see him going too crazy on gear. Because that would mean he'd care. And cool people don't care. Cool people don't care. No, That's true. Exactly. Uh, Zach's gonna have maybe like he's he's just got that gold uh, that gold trim for his gear, so that'll probably be where he's wearing there. Hanari might have like a new like super cool ring jacket because he's got that one that looks like crocodile skin. Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. But like Hanari might pull out something fucking fancy. Yeah, I, especially I, for his first night against Tanahashi. Absolutely. I know he'll be wearing gloves. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah. been loving the gloves and the sunnies, but yeah, I would I would like to see an evolution of his look. Um, I've always wanted him to kind of do something a little bit more like, you know, uh, Mai Tai inspired kind of thing, you know, because he does have that training background, you know, like that sort yeah. of like think a Miro kind of shorts and, and kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. You know? Do like um, the Muay Thai shorts with like green and gold. Yeah, and kick pads and stuff. I, I think that'd be a cool silhouette for him. And I don't think, like, nobody else in United Empire really has that look. So it would set him apart Mm -hmm. from the other members. So I think that would be really cool. Um, And then, who we got? And then Naito will just be Naito, but he'll just have a a more bedazzled 
kind of kind of version. Uh, Still wrestling a different T-shirt. Yeah. Do you see Jay White mixing it up or just doing his same sort of rip jeans kind of kind of fabricy? I think he'll do that sort of rip jeans fabric, maybe with a different color or like pattern. Mm-hmm. Might be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be maybe. cool. Something a bit more. Yeah. I I would like to see a a black, but with the the switchblade cuts in it a gold because it's the champ. That would be cool. Ooh, that'd be hot. Mm-hmm. That'd be fucking hot. Exactly. Uh, I was thinking maybe one where they're all the bands, the ripped fabrics mm-hmm. are are not the same color because they're like on his pants, they're always like all white or all black with yeah. the with an accent color on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'd be cool to have it like mostly black with like a couple of white or red yeah bits in here. That could be cool. Would be pretty cool. Exactly. But yeah, no gold. Gold sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh Ishii will be exactly the same. Sonata will do yep. probably a whole new look. I would be disappointed if he oh, didn't. Yeah. He normally debuts a whole new, whole new look. Um, Tamatonga, do you think? So we, we haven't, we've barely even talked about Tama today, and he. This could be a huge coming out party for him. He could well win his block. He could definitely spoil Jay White. He could definitely set up a uh, a, a title shot for himself, know. and we could see an evolution of even his gear. Could be. Could be a thing. He's he's had a lot of really cool ideas as far as his gear goes in the past. Um, when he came out with him, when he and his brother came out with the like red hood masks that had the glowing eyes yeah, on yeah. them and stuff like that, those were bad as yeah, fuck. I cool. love that shit. That really cool. Um, but he seems like he really likes the like superhero padded vest thing that he wears down. Mm-hmm. Well, he used to wear down. Now he just shows his entire rig. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. It's rig city. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe maybe more rigging, but uh, yeah, that should be interesting. Great Khan will change it up, I think. I think like we've yeah, seen a few different uh, iterations of his sort of entrance setup. I would like to see a new, yeah, like a new ring jacket or something like that for him would be pretty cool. I want to see the flag um, every time. I, I love the flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife was really impressed with the flag the other day. I like the detail That's on it. Awesome. Like when you see the plans that he put on Instagram, it's got like all the members' names on it and all this kind of stuff. It's really cool. I would like to see a brand new over-the-top fucking Tai Chi entrance jacket. I would love to see that, yeah. Yeah, something just opulence, yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. Feathers. <laughs> so many feathers. Did, did, uh, I mean, did, like... Coked out fucking Rocket Man Elton John fucking level Tai Chi. You want to see Tai Chi in white is what you're saying. (laughs) White on white Tai Chi. He's he's saving that. He's saving that for like a title match or something like that. So fucking hard. Oh my God. I don't think he'll have to say that. Abe comes out with a matching white outfit. Imagine the opulence. The opulence! The opulence! (laughs) Yeah, I want it. Oh, my God. That would be sick. Um, And then Chase Owens will be exactly the same. Uh, Do you think we're going to see Okada switch it up? I mean, obviously, he's in this kind of Enoki gear. He seems really really happy with that robe. Yeah. He's carrying that for the entire 50th. Yeah. Like the what do you think about the actual year? trunks and knee pads and stuff? Though? Like, because he's been I doing that cool. black, I... black, red, and gold. Like, he could change that up. I want to, I want to see that in like the same kind of fabric as his coat, his uh, robe. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. that would be very cool. I want to see him bring back more colors. Mm-hmm. I miss the. He he had very royal colors before, like purple and yeah. gold and red and stuff. very regal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
But yeah, so I think we'll keep that going. Yano will be exactly the same. Tom Lawler is going to be in, in, in get a denim new pair of shorts. Yeah, exactly. Might man. get a new pair of Daisy Dukes. Yeah, exactly. Let's hope. Really, the Okada uh, Shorts podcast should be behind him a lot harder than we are. To be fair, yes. Uh, okay. I love Tom Lawler. I think he's yeah, fantastic. He's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, Jonah it, mm, probably going to look like Jonah. Mm-hmm. Jeff Cobb probably going to look like Jeff Cobb. Bad luck, Fillet. Um, Just in a t-shirt and camo, like exactly the same. Or? Wonder if maybe. He might come out with like because he's the rogue general. Maybe he comes out with like a army helmet. That would be <laughs> <laughs> it's like a military police kind of setup. I, I think mm-hmm. we'll see maybe a return to like the beret and the cigar and that sort of vibe uh, coming okay. on from him. That would that'd be fine. Here, here, here. I would like this. to see no no shirt again. I would like to see like the you know how you used to wear sort of like the singlet. You know, and just yeah. have like tats and stuff. Like that. I like to see him there for business. I feel like when people wrestle in a t-shirt, it, it's just a house show. So. Yeah, hear me out on this. You know, Lance Archer's like punk rock DIY aesthetic with all the patches and stuff like that, ripped up uh, jackets and things like that. He's got that one vest that he wears, like a battle vest, like the denim mm-hmm. battle vest with the patches. That right, mm-hmm. but a long trench coat. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no sleeves. Right, yeah. hair fucking wild as as the day is long, and like the patches and the fucking embroidery and stuff like that, the DIY nature of it, mm-hmm. I'd I'd be down for that for Lance Archer. Yeah, I think I, th- I, th- cool I, th- I think he'll he'll have a cool look going on. I mean, he's uh, he's been doing cool things with his hair. Remember when he first did that G one and he actually had the mohawk like up really high, like had it sprayed to the roof and it was yeah. like super tall. That was sick. <laughs> that was really sick. Lance Archer's cool as shit. Yeah, he's cool as shit. People love him. And we we haven't even really talked about him on this theme. He's, I I think he's going to do really well. I don't think he's going to win the block, you know, as a, I mean, fuck, he could win the block. Uh, Could could well win the block. But yeah, I I think uh, he's going to deliver in this. You know what I mean? He hasn't been on TV heaps in uh, uh, AEW recently. And so he'll be reminding everybody why he was signed in the first place. Speaking of hair, you're, Looking in your looking in your reflection and fixing your quaff. That's just an artful muss, my friend. <laughs> it's not a quaff, uh, it's a yeah. mess. <laughs> Fuck you, at least you have a mess. Fuck you. Um it's hard work. <laughs> so yeah, like I think I think we're in for an exciting show, man. This is actually less matches than a normal G one mm-hmm. with the way the blocks are yeah. set up, mm-hmm. but um you know that scene in The Simpsons where Homer sits down with like eighty six pieces of single like wrapped American cheese and just eats the entire thing till he goes blind. Mm-hmm. That's how I get every summer. <laughs> yeah, and I I was thinking that this uh we would need to divide up the blocks, but that's not what we need to do, right? Because the blocks divide over the nights themselves, so we just need to yes. divide up the nights for yeah. G Wonder. So it's yeah? basically we're just going to trade up like. I'll do the odd days, you do the even days, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And just go one for one kind of thing. Yep. Exactly. So what do you want to do? You want to go first since it's your baby? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I think I'll... I'll... Well, let's let's look at the first two. Let's look at the first two nights and see which one you'd rather take. Yeah, please. Uh, So the first night... There's only... Oh, here it is. First night, Okada and Cobb, Mm -hmm. Sonata and Jay White, Tanahashi and Hanare... Osprey and Phantasmo. That's going to be a fucking hell of a night. Second night is Yano versus Jonah. Ishii versus Taichi, which could be pretty good. 
Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kenta and Shingo versus Juice. So obviously the A block I think has the has the bigger matches in it, but this I'm sorry the first night has the bigger matches in it. The second night has some pretty fun storytelling opportunities with uh, Saber and Kenta and Shingo and Juice, mm-hmm. and looks like could be a certified banger with uh, Ishii and Taichi if you like the uh, a bunch of lariats. Yeah, that's gonna be which, awesome. Which I do. <laughs> I love them. Um, I think I'll do the do the first one. I'll um okay. I'll set the tone for the G Wandering, uh, and it straight after work tomorrow, so I'll be able to come home and crank it on and just get into it. I'm not sure what the movements will be on the Sunday, so I think that will work out better for my life. Um, if I just crank into the first one, and we'll just get them out as quick as we can. Super, I'm excited. Super, it's going to be awesome. Exactly. So we've got what? So those Sundays, Sundays. Cool. No, that's fine. Yeah, we'll just burn through it and we'll yeah, just and we'll just out. alternate them. Yeah, this is going to be great. They're not coming out like it's not every other or every single day and things like that like it used to be. They're taking they're really taking their time spreading these out a little bit. Yeah, so which makes it a little bit hopefully. easier to be fair. So uh, that's yeah. all cool. And plus, you're only doing every other show, and yeah. there's less matches than there's I think four less matches yeah. than a normal G one. It's going to be less so insane. That's pretty cool. It's going to be less insane than in the past. Um, and yeah, we'll just um, get them up as we can get them. So. I think we'll just uh, record. We'll send them through to the lovely folks at Countout, and they'll uh, get them what up when we can get them up. Exactly. Shout out Countout. Yeah, I think um, you guys are going to be hearing a lot more of our uh, dulcet tones, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it, man. Getting getting a bunch of. Uh, we'll still be doing a normal show uh, every two weeks like normal, but you're going to be getting quite the amuse bouche of uh, tiny shows in between here. Absolutely. Let's look at uh, how many shows will have passed by the time we speak again as a team. So we'll be scheduled to speak again on the 29th. So how many matches will have happened? Quite a few by that uh, point. Yes, it would be 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24, 28 matches will have happened by then. Cool. That's actually a nice halfway point of the tournament. So we'll be able yeah. to be like, okay, cool. This is where we're feeling. This is what we are. And then by the time it comes around for the next one, the tournament will be well and truly finished. I think. So when's it? No, 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 no. It won't. It'll. It'll. We'll be. We'll have quite a few shows left. That's maybe a third of the way. Oh really? Okay. So yeah. 29th, and then what? Oh yeah, and then the twelfth, and then it doesn't finish till the the eighteenth. Okay, then yeah, cool. Yeah. So and then we'll have a last wrap up before we run into the final final week you know of uh, last few nights and then we'll go from there and then the show after that will probably be like booking the the booking the tanahashi run to the the (laughs) exactly right that sounds like a plan to me absolutely all right man uh tell them tell the people where to find us and let's uh let's wrap this sucker up let's do it uh so you can find me on twitter and instagram at eldestructo83 you can find our show here at uh, Okada Shorts on Instagram and Twitter. Somehow no one was parking that one. I don't know why they didn't. Seems like they could have made some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, where are they going to find you on the uh, Instagram or the Twitter? Yeah, they're going to find me at Faces Feels Cast on both. Uh, you can find Faces Feel Faces and Feels Wrestling Podcast on all good podcast suppliers and apps. Uh, and you can check out all of our stuff, be it Okada Shorts, or Faces and Feels, or any of Curtis's many podcasts uh, in all those places. We've got a couple of link trees, and they've got links to everything. So 
just suss those yeah. out from our social media handles. And one other thing, if you want to, if you find the naive stupidity of us giving away a free show and our business model to be oddly charming, you can go to the Count Out Podcasting Network and become a member of their subscription service, which helps out this show and all the other lovely shows on the Count Out Podcast uh, uh, Count Out Podcasting Network. And it also gets you access to extra shows uh, from uh, you know how to talk to your friend about wrestling, Ring Post Radio, all the great shows that we have on there. Your Dose of Death, Independent um, yeah, great fucking shows, and you can get extra content from them as well. And then uh, we get a cut of that, so we appreciate it every month when it comes through, and we're hoping to see more of you over there because it is worth it. Absolutely, dude. Thank you so much for your time today. I'm sorry I uh, was a bit late off the bat, but this has been fun, man. I had a really had good, a good time. time I always love doing the best and worst case scenarios. It's the it's it's my favorite thing that we do. Well, actually, you know what my favorite thing that we do is is when we just start talking and don't even introduce the show. <laughs> like nearly every time. Um, yep. did we even do it today? I don't even know. But uh, Probably. but either way, people have figured I think it out. You by introduced now. the show today, which was silly. Yeah, I might have. I didn't know what I was doing, but what else is a surprise? But yeah, right so. on. Well, let's say hi to ONA. Yep, exactly. Uh, if anybody wants a banger theme like ours that it starts with and will soon end with, check out my boy Owen at Riff Your Pod. Uh, he has made various themes for us and done a good job. Uh, and I, I kind of teased that a theme for a very famous deathmatch wrestler will be coming out very soon, and it will. So keep your eyes uh, and ears peeled for that because it's going to be a banger. All right. Thank you to Canat Network. Thank you to Curtis. Check out all the places you can find us. And remember, keep it right. I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> because I had a, had a thing I wanted to say and then I forgot what it was. What am I going to say, Curtis? Because I want to start right. putting it in the podcast, but due to the power of editing, I'm just going to go back and figure it. I'm nope, going to nope, say, cut this. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll leave it in. Who knows? But what I'm going to say is rate and subscribe, listen or die, keep it right, keep it tight, and most importantly, keep it short. Peace. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. 
And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the count out network of podcasts. And also you can support us on the count out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon. Yeah. See you at the shows. <laughs>